Hey everyone, welcome in to the Irish NFL show presented by the Erlingus College Football Classic, Trust Gaming, and also many arcade systems. It's a big week. Our main sponsor there, the Erlingus College Football Classic, have their tickets going on sale on Friday at 9 a.m. just after the NFL draft board in the brass getting into a Western game. Looking forward to and personally looking forward to Brian O'Leary uh, getting his third nab and his four tickets in the queue on Friday on Ticketmaster. Uh, it's going to be good, but the, the NFL draft is on this week. Um, I mean, Mark's not here. I think he does. I think I think the Patriots have a selection. Me and Colm don't really care, so we'll start the show off with you, Brian. How are you doing this week about the about the NFL draft? Are you happy? The excitement is building. Yeah, I'm I'm one who loves the draft, as I've said many a time in the show. I love the buzz. I love the lead up. I love all the mock drafts. I love listening to everybody's analysis. It's it's something that. Either you, it's a love-hate relationship with the, with the draft. Either you're all over it or you're not. And from my point of view, unfortunately, the Giants have been quite poor the last one, and it's reflective in the fact that we're picking at five. And also, we have the Bears pick from last year with the Justin Fields move, so we're picking at five and seven. So yeah, of course, there's going to be huge interest. And being a Giants fan, I also listen to New York radio, and you've got the Jets picking at four and ten. So they are all over the draft. I'm really looking forward to the week ahead, and we've got some great stuff lined up as well. Colm, it's a big week for the teams in New Jersey, but also a big week for us. Ian Rappaport on tonight's show, a big preview show on Wednesday, and apparently we're going live for the entire Thursday night. Um, who thought of that? Well, how could you not go live for the first round of the draft, given that the commitment that the Irish NFL show has uh, throughout the, the season where we go uh, live generally uh, or at least live twice a week over the course of the season sometimes live three times a week sometimes it's pre-recorded depends on mark's availability and whether he's able to to get the the private jet but no look it, it's the the draft and it is it's lying season and alongside all of that that's going on we have more talks of trade this week and we have players uh showing up or not showing up to the voluntary workouts uh michael just on the draft look yeah it kicks off one o'clock in the morning and um, it'll go to five and yeah in, in air madness we'll be you know <laughs> running the rule of all these players for four hours but we did it last year and it was really entertaining some of the best moments of last year were on were, were on last year's show especially when the broncos were picking at nine and it looked like justin fields was going to be selected only for you to pick patrick certain that was quite entertaining it was really enjoyable and this year's draft was a little bit more different because in fact if you look at mock drafts now top 10 i mean they're going here there and everywhere last year we knew who was one we knew who was two we knew the niners were picking a quarterback three we knew it was kyle pitts so it was only really when we got to say six and seven last year that it really kicked off this year we really don't know at this stage who's going to be the fourth pick and that's what makes for a great weekend we're going to give our opinions on our big show wednesday night our draft preview show where we're going to run through all 22 teams all 26 who are actually picking because quite a few have two picks this year but we're going to run the rule over every team and see what we think is going to happen brian o'leary making the uh, pick for jeff Rainbow's people's draft on monday night if you want to get that for the giants along with big blue uk and ireland brian's mock drafts interesting i know we'll talk about the mock drafts more i guess on wednesday night before we talk about certain things in the nfl a couple of things came out at the end of this week they're announcing the international games the teams uh, for london for munchen and for mexico city on may the 4th may the 4th be with you gentlemen so uh looking forward to that there here in x amount of teams of the of the uh 
uh, have been linked. The, the most recent this week, uh, there's rumours that the Saints are playing the Vikings. There's rumours the Giants could be playing the Packers. There's rumours the Broncos playing the Jaguars. We don't know. And that is the main um, disclaimer that we're going to have. There was a leak this week which speculates that the Munich game might be on the 13th of November. We're not going to know until the schedule is out. However, the biggest news this week is about Debo Samuel. Um, Colin, would you like to round us off on what's been happening? Because the 49ers fans are, are back. I couldn't find them for a couple of months, but they're back this week. Uh, it seemed like Jimmy G might be playing again. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? And now Debo doesn't want to play as a hybrid running back wide receiver. He wants to play in one position and one position only, and he wants out, apparently. Yeah, I suppose there have been stories about this for a little while, and, and we've seen the social media stuff where um, you know players have removed... Uh, team logos and team pictures and all sorts from be it their Twitter profile or Instagram profile and um, that was what happened with with Debo I think you know some people will tell you this is to do with Christian Kirk's contract and it it totally um, changed the the market for wide receivers Um, other people will, will tell you that it's to do with the fact that Debo does want to play in one position and some people have said i think it was chris sims said it um to to florio um that debo doesn't want to live in in california he wants to go back east uh he grew up in north carolina as far as i know and uh, apparently he he wants to get back to the east coast so it's tough to know what the the reason is and and i do think we're in a really interesting Kind of situation with wide receivers in in the league and you know what what they earn and the teams kind of making the decisions there's still questions around aj brown there's still questions around uh, dk metcalf and uh that'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the the next little while there, there's a lot can happen as well you know baker mayfield kyler murray who knows what'll happen over the next week i i am interested to see where debo goes i don't think they will get a, a huge like i i don't see them getting a high first round pick for debo because of what he's going to command in terms of his contract but i said it um i'm a huge debo samuel fan i said it repeatedly last year debo samuel with the ball in hand is magnificent it is one of the best sites in the nfl and wherever he goes um he will be uh a wonderful to to watch but he will also be as all top wide receivers are very very expensive it's it's um it's a tricky one um because sometimes as you say you don't know what side your bread is buttered and i think he fits that 49ers team really well and, and i think half the reason why he's been so successful is because kyle Shanahan, who's such a good schemer offensively knows how to get the best of him i can understand and appreciate why he's going to get a little bit fed up with the fact that he's now you know where they might kind of class it as he's he's doing jet sweeps and stuff but realistically he's become a wider running back and he's also a wider receiver so i can understand why he feels he should be paid you know quite handsomely to be rewarded for all the work he does on both sides in terms of that those positions however his agent has said he's not engaged with him because he just doesn't it's not about the money now it's about the fact that he just wants to leave and he wants to be a number one wide receiver for whatever team he goes to but i don't believe he's a number one wide receiver i think he's a really good player that fits in well and wherever he goes he'll have to fit in well with what they want to do offensively our team's going to completely drastically change how they construct their offense to fit him in potentially maybe some team like the jets who 
are really keen for him. But I think the Jets have been burnt off the Tyreek Hill situation, and they'll be very much not declaring their interest until they know realistically they're going to get him. Because I don't think they want to be two players this offseason that they've really gone in heavily on and didn't get either. They won't look good for, for, from a Jets perspective. So um, if you're asking where I think the likely venue, like, likely destination is, I think it might be the Jets. But I do think giving up that 10th pick would be a bit rich for me. I think they should be looking at giving up their... They've got two picks in the second round. I think that you could be putting them in. And just bear in mind, the 49ers have no first-round pick this year. I'm not entirely sure where they are on the second round. They gave it away last year with the Trey Lance deal, so they'll be looking to get it back. But I, I think the 49ers will hold fire. And like we saw last year with Aaron Rodgers, where it looked like leading up to the draft, he might have got traded. With the 49ers actually been involved with the Packers, I think the 49ers will hold fire here and they just won't, they won't do a deal. Just to make people aware, this is recorded as of right now, as of Thursday night. We don't know if something happens to Debo. And if anything does happen, we're not changing this show before I get multiple texts on Saturday morning. I don't think something will happen. Um, I've seen uh, th- th- Dan Arvaski was saying on the ESPN Live earlier on today that he thinks there's a number of different teams that could or should go to and try and get Debo Samuel, uh, Baltimore and Indianapolis being two of them. The other options that he gave, I, I'm not even going to discuss. Because why would somebody like Debo Samuel want to go to the Jets like this is a guy that was 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl a mere two months ago and you can throw money at it and we can sit here and we can say about the Jets being aggra- aggressive they were aggressive for Tyreek Hill but I mean come on I mean what why would Debo Samuel want to go there why would he want like a guy <laughs> in his position granted teams may find it difficult to get the best out of him but if he wants to play the wide receiver somewhere you know go talk to Shanahan work it out Get Jimmy G in. Get another season. Because that's what's going to happen in San Fran. Nothing is going to happen. Trey Lance is not going to be the starter. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be traded. And Debo Samuel is not going, to, not going to go anywhere. Because this is all talk ahead of next week. We need something to talk about. Last year we had a quarterback heavy talent at the start of the draft. This year we don't. And people are bored. And it's silly wow. season. And but he's then, not going anywhere. And that's he, all I'm going to say. He, he requested the trade. I also think... Uh, if Jimmy, if Jimmy I want to play for my Colin, you know, I'm not well, contracting. Yeah, but you were you weren't one of the the top offensive weapons uh, in in the Premier League last year who would have his choice of teams. I think that some of this is driven by the fact that what the 49ers gave up for Trey Lance, and and I do think there is an interesting discussion to be had if Jimmy G is the starter there next year because. Um, one of the things that uh, Jamarcus Russell did was he changed the, the landscape. He led to, uh, uh, I suppose, an NFL where teams wanted to control rookie contracts. And the whole idea now is you get a QB on a rookie deal and you try to build around that to give yourself the, the largest Super Bowl window that you can have. The the 49ers gave up the farm to go up and get Trey Lance. If they now sit him for two years, that that to me, this is not Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, like you know, or or Jordan Love and uh, Aaron Rodgers. This is not a Hall of Fame QB who is is being replaced. Jimmy G is not a Hall of Fame QB. Um, he has had opportunities to win a Super Bowl and messed it up. He had an opportunity last year to lead the 49ers, who could have and should probably have beaten the the Rams um, in the the championship game. Um, they, I, I think everybody is going to look a, a little bit silly. They'll have to put a brave face on it. Um, but I, I think 
they would have wanted to be in a position where having given up so much that Trey Lance was going to be starting in year two. Yeah, you could well be right that it will be Jimmy G, but if it is, it's not what they wanted. Two times Super Bowl champion, uh, Brian. Jerry, just go back. I'm, I'm back. Just go back to what you said there around it's silly season. So it's we're leading up to the draft. We're always going to have all these stories. Yeah, I'm with you on that 100%. But at the end of last season, if you told me when we were departing LA that Devontae Adams wouldn't be the Packers player and Tyreek Hill wouldn't be with the Chiefs, I would have said, You're off your rocker. What were you, what were you drinking that weekend away? Um, nothing surprises anymore. Certainly not in this offseason. So do I think it'll happen? No. Would I be would I be shocked? No. And especially where the 49ers are in a position going into this draft, which we've discussed with other interviews, which we might see over the coming week, um, around the fact of how explosive some of these wide receivers are in the draft. I mean, potentially there's some of seven or eight wide receivers going into the first round. It's probably one of the most stacked stacked uh, drafts for quite some time in terms of wide receivers. Maybe the 49ers will look at it and say, yeah, okay, fine. It's not what we want. He's a great player. We'll, we'll move them on and we'll take our chance with, with another player coming in. The problem there is if they, if they turn to Trey Lance and they're also having a rookie wide receiver, you're asking two players to gel very quickly who don't know each other and that's, that to me will cause a lot of difficulty. Um, I do think Jimmy will probably inevitably stay there because more so because of the injury. And we just saw John Lynch's interview at the, at the combine. He was so bullish around the fact that Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback this coming season. Jimmy G understood the situation the team were in. They were moving forward with his quarterback. At that stage, you know, the way he was going on, he was probably assuming come the lead up to free agency, he would be traded despite the injury and despite the operation. But that hasn't come to pass. And I really don't see now, unless Carolina decide next week it's quarterback's not for them and they go down that road. But Baker Mayfield is also a wild card in that conversation. So look, we'll see. Debo wants to move and he might just get it, but I don't think it'll happen this before the draft. Um, okay, well, more on the Irish 49ers show next week. Uh, <laughs> any other business? I'll start first. Um, it came out this week, or I've only really discovered this week, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have announced that they have blocked the Green Bay Packers game from being selected as a game in Munich, um, which means, hypothetically, the NFL can select any other game. So I am still of the opinion that the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the 13th of November in Munich, that's my opinion. The Chiefs have a very long-standing relationship before the international marketing agreement. They've worked with Bayern Munich. I think it'll happen. I'm going to talk it into existence, and not one of us is going to get a ticket. What's your AOB call? Um, the the other thing I suppose that's caught my attention this week a little bit is the the Kyler Murray situation um, because he didn't show up um, for the uh, voluntary uh, workouts. And yeah, they're voluntary, but you're, you're the QB of, of a team that had got to the playoffs for the first, you know, first time in your career last year. You had a really disappointing loss uh, to, to the Rams. Um, you were roundly criticized by three Super Bowl winning QBs live on television. And your response to that is to, to throw your toys out, out of the pram, um, demand a new contract when you haven't won uh, a single um, playoff game. I, yeah, I, I just think um, surely um, a, a better way to approach it would have been to, to show up, to show that you are a leader, to quash those 
um, rumors that that won't die. That you you just you're you're not a leader, uh, not seen as a leader in the dressing room. But I think players have gone about things weird ways all week. If I was Baker Mayfield, I'd have shown up before Deshaun Watson. I'd have been in the building first, and I made the story that I was first in, I was last out, and I'd have been sure I'd have put the Browns front office in such an awkward position that they were saying get this guy out of here. By staying away from it, it makes my life much easier for the Browns. If he'd gone in, waved to the cameras, shaken everybody's hand, been pictured lifting weights, how how difficult would that have made things for the Brown? It would have made it a hell of a lot um, difficult. Sometimes I wonder what agents advise their their players. Uh, the same, same with uh, Kyler Murray. So, um, you know, the look, Kyler might might get what what he wants. Um, but if I was the Cardinals, I wouldn't be rushing to hand him a new deal. It's no shows for me as well, Michael. Um, two people in particular. One, you might be a bit surprised by this one. It's probably a non-story. Ryan Tannehill. Okay, doesn't show up this week. He got paid last year, thirty odd million. Had a very inconsistent season. Had a very very bad playoff game, and. First time around to get back in the building with the team and obviously try to work towards next season. He doesn't show up. And then we had the uh, AJ Brown uh, tweet about him not being a diva. And I'm not entirely sure whether he was directing the, uh, the team or the GM or the head coach. So that was a bit unusual. And then from a selfish perspective, um, the Giants uh, have a new head coach, new GM, quite positive in terms of what's coming out with all the players. They're all saying the new style of management is fantastic and they're not being treated like, well, I won't say nasty words but the previous head coach had them working in a manner that wasn't really acceptable and they're all liking the new style and unfortunately one player hasn't showed up and that's Kadarius Tony going to a second year first round pick last year we're talking about the draft and you think he's not a leader but he's certainly not even a follower because you think having missed half of last season inconsistent second year new GM new head coach you'd want to be in the dressing room with everybody else and trying to work towards a new season and he's a no-show and unfortunately a head coach that's trying to get things moving in the right direction is left answering questions about a guy that's not there. And once it's voluntary, it doesn't it doesn't send a good message for what he thinks of the team. And these type of things don't end well. So there you go. I tell you what, the only good point about staying up late on Thursday night for me is seeing your face when they just draft somebody you've never heard of on Thursday night. We're live on Thursday night at... 11.30-ish. We're not going to be live to like 5 to 1. However, the show starts around then. There's some great guests. We can already announce Sam Monson and Jim Haggy are going to come on this week. Um, and we hopefully will have another couple of guests as well. I think we're going to replay our Trevor Penning interview. Trevor Penning, now lads, projected potentially to go at the end, mid to the end of the first round, potentially, which is fantastic for him. Uh, and yeah, we've got a big guest kicking off the show after the break. Ian... Rappaport, rap sheet, uh, and we just pray that Debo Samuel hasn't went anywhere in the last few days.